In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. If you're used to the order of the service, you're probably thinking we're going to skip over the sermon because we've already said the creed. But the uh, prayer book provides for a sermon at this juncture. I thought, thought it was a little bit amusing that right after the uh, sermon is the offertory. So I can just imagine the, the preacher trying to stir up people to be generous and to give generously. And as soon as he finishes, plates go out, bring them in, you know. But we won't be quite so manipulative as that. I'm sure you all have had this experience where a line from Scripture leaps off the page at a point in your life and you essentially never forget it again. And uh, that happened for me along the way from one of the readings today. And uh, it's this verse from Deuteronomy. Now, remember, Deuteronomy is one of the first five books of the Old Testament, so it's part of the Torah. And it's uh, the essential truth for Jewish uh, people of the Jewish faith. It has a very, very high authority for Jews but it, it does for us as well, as does the whole of Old Testament. But Deuteronomy is one of those special first five books. And simply the insight and wisdom coming from ages past. And this was a line that just pierced my heart once upon a time. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. How egocentric can we be? But I know perhaps all of us in here have thought that there is something that we possess that has enabled us to prosper or to succeed. My degrees, my wealth, my family connections, the generations behind me, something that we name and identify to help kind of justify our circumstances and situation. And we conclude my power, the might of my hand, uh, my influence, my degrees, um, uh, the money in my family that has been passed on have gotten me this wealth. And uh, that penetrated my heart once upon a time on kind of a silly issue. Um, it's a football weekend, so I'm going to just reflect one briefly on a football scenario. Um, I played football for a long time. I began in the second grade. I was coached by my father for five years in gray-wide football from second grade to seventh grade, five or six years, whatever that is and then played three years of high school football and four years of college. Needless to say, it, it was really something I, I really loved and was passionate about. Uh, the downside was I was not very heavy. I was very light in high school and college when weight mattered. And I was also slow. There's nothing worse on a football field than somebody who is slow afoot. And you see a smaller guy and you say, well, at least he's quick. Well, I was not one of those. I was small and not quick. So my four years of college ball were played at a small school, not a large school. But I discovered along the way that I had a gift that no one else, not no one else, that others did not have in as great an amount as I had. And it is a, 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 a quality of persevering, of sticking to it, of not quitting, of hanging in there. And where others would just give up along the way, not me, I would push on. I was very small playing in high school and a 5A school, but I pushed on and finally started my last year and things like that, but I didn't quit. And um, I said, well, Lord, God didn't give me speed and give me, give me size. I just have to rely on my own perseverance because uh, that's what's going to get me through. This was the verse that pierced my heart once upon a time and had an aha moment and realized that, oh, that persevering quality I possess that is a little bit different from others that are around me playing the game. Um, it's a God gift too. 
He gave me this gift of perseverance, of hanging in there, of stick to itness. My wife sometimes calls it stubbornness, but, um, but I prefer the idea of persevering and hanging in there. But, but it, it simply opened up a, a whole other dimension of my life, which led me down that trail to say, all things come from the Lord. And I need to be grateful for that and gracious for that. I love that we have a Thanksgiving celebration, celebrating you know, the Mayflower and the pilgrims and all that, who were so thankful for a safe arrival and thankful that they were still alive after that trip. And all the things, all the events, all the persons, all that we possess and have that we are thankful for. So indeed, it's not supposed to be a one day a year event. It is simply a reminder that every day is to begin really and end with thanksgiving. Uh, that wonderful psalmist verse, this is, the door that, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's another new day. And so Thanksgiving morning, we celebrate Thanksgiving, all the elements of that. But 364 other days, we are called to be thankful. I have a wonderful quotation from C.S. Lewis. It also is one of my favorites. And uh, I want to share it with you this morning. Uh, we clergy l- just love C.S. Lewis, as you know, and you hear him quoted from time to time. But he really, truly is pr- probably the preeminent 20th century scholar. And he happened to be Anglican as well. And he has blessed many of our lives in so many ways. So let me find this. I had it well marked, but I've got so many marked pages in here. <coughs> this is about being grateful. And being thankful. He writes, I had never noticed that all enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. I had not noticed how the humblest and at the same time most balanced and capacious minds praised most, while the cranks, misfits, and malcontents praised least. The good critics found something to praise in many imperfect works. The bad critics continually narrowed the list of books we might be allowed to read. The healthy and unaffected man, even if luxuriously brought up and widely experienced in good cookery, could praise a very modest meal. The dyspeptic and the snob found fault with all. And then here's his punchline. Praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. Praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. That's another one of those uh, clinchers for me to realize that I can tend toward the negative or the critical, and I need to hear this, and I need to be reminded of this, and I need to participate and practice praise because it's an indication of our inner health. Are you a praising person? Are you a celebratory person? Are you thankful for even the modest things and the little things, all that have come from the Lord, and simply able to say, thank you, Lord. Goodness gracious, thank you, Lord. How do we praise the Lord? In what way do we do it? Well, obviously, a great way to do it is with our words, but I will offer just two ideas about how to praise him. One is simply adoration for who he is. When we say hallelujah, 
We're simply adoring him. God, you are so good. We're just praising him for who he is. You have loved us so much. Lord Jesus, you came for us and our salvation. Thank you, Lord. Adoration for who he is. And a second element of praise is thanksgiving for what he has done in your life, what he has done for you, what he has done for me. Those are two wonderful ways to praise God. So on a Thanksgiving day, I simply want to encourage you, exhort you as I exhort myself to remember the importance of praise, daily praise, weekly praise, all the time praise because it is inner health. It indicates the state of your inner health and praise is inner health made audible. So let's go full circle and simply come back to this passage from Deuteronomy. We have these words. Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God. That's what we tend to do. We forget that all that we have, all that we are, all that is around us is from him. And we forget, we take it for granted. Or we take credit for it, as I did with my gift of persevering. So he concludes, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power, my wealth, my influence, my degrees, my abilities, and the might of my hand have gotten me what I have. And then he, next, very next line, You shall remember the Lord your God. It's all from him. Thank you for being here this morning. Don't you think you've blessed the Lord this morning? You set aside whatever is going on in that oven of yours, uh, in your kitchen. You, you've set aside other priorities, and you come here and made this a priority to say, we're coming today, we're going to worship, we're going to give thanks to him. Why? Well, because praise is inner health made audible. And I want to be a healthy, spiritual person. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ. Well, we're going to have an offertory first. Are we going to do the offertory yes. first? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to miss. We're definitely going to do the offertory. <laughs> <laughs> An offertory sentence. Oh, there's a great one in the, in, in the book. I'm, I'm going to... I had not heard this one in a while. I hope I can find, yeah, I can find it. Well, I can't find it, so 